Okay, I've never heard that one before, but okay, I'll take your word for it. I'm not a peacock expert, sorry. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, introducing To my peeps out there, we are what the hey. I am Painy, and I am with the man, the myth, the legend, JC. How are you today, JC? I'm good, Painy. I'm pretty damn good. The sun is shining, the birds are singing, and I've just been re-bloody-laxing all day. How about <laughs> yourself, Painy? Pretty good, pretty good. Had a bit of a sleep in. Um, don't often get a sleep in on a Sunday, but that was good. Um, mm-hmm. And then I made... One of the breakfasts I consumed whilst in Amsterdam last year it was pretty much toast with barbecue sauce on it, eggs fried, three eggs fried together with ham and different, two different cheeses on top fried together and slapped on top. So that was always yum. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, I should have thought of that this morning. <laughs> yeah, I had that with a coffee and I thought this is a really good start to the day. Um, and then, yeah, just some regular household stuff, and then straight onto the podcast. Excellent, excellent. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, actually played my first game of cricket in about four years, um, so I thought I'd fill in for a mate, and um, yeah, you could tell I hadn't played for four years, so that was interesting, <laughs> but still was quite better than the, some other people that had previously, apparently, so... That's a good that's thing right. to have. That's good. And so that's um, outdoor cricket, right? Yes. Yep. Outdoor cricket on Saturday. And it wasn't too hot, which was good. Sometimes when I've always, always filled in, it's always been just a scorcher, all the humidity is just off the scale. So mm. yesterday was actually reasonably good for um, filling in for outdoor cricket. So yeah. Awesome. Oh, that's good. Uh, but I will need to get people out there. We did a few weeks ago, JC. Let's get people hashtagging. Get rid of the squeak. I want. I want my donated chair in this in this little office I'm in. <laughs> um, what I might do, I might create a um a GoFundMe page, like for a big ass chair, really. So, um, if streakers can gain five, like raise five thousand dollars for his fine at Perth Stadium streaking, I'm sure people can fund me for a squeakless chair. <laughs> indubitably, Danny. Indubitably. <laughs> I, I tell you what, if if you're able to raise that five k. I am more than willing to do any dare that you put forward to me. <laughs> that sounds amazing. That could be an opportunity begging to be taken. <laughs> uh, One thing I did want to note before we get into it, JC, um, we hit the 100 listeners. Oh, very nice. Um, so, yeah, it was good seeing over 100 people listen in on our First four episodes, so that's not too bad. That's pretty pretty much an average of 25 listens per episode, so that was really good. Mm. Um, so I'm pretty happy with that. I'm happy with that too. Mm. Yeah, why? Wishing, I wish more people listened to me through the day normally than <laughs> just on the podcast. <laughs> well, more people do listen to me, but that's because I make them listen to me. It's not because they want uh, to listen to me. That's the key. Okay, I'm going to keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, Hear what I did for the weekend. What did you do for the weekend in total, JC? Oh, well, um, the 
Saturday, um, we went out to the city down to Elizabeth Quay to check out the sites, and um, lo and behold, we saw um, the camels. Ah, uh, uh, the camels. The Camel West. We didn't get a ride, but we got up close and we had a pad of them. Um, they were more than welcoming for people to go up and have a pad of them and and take photos. So um, yeah, that was good fun. And then um, we actually had uh, basically free tickets to go to the bell tower, and it was kind of just you know a uh, a bit of fun. You know, we we didn't think it would be enthralling or anything, and um, we we went there, and I was particularly um, astounded by the history behind um, uh, the bells at the bell tower itself. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, they have the oldest bell there in, in Australia, which I was oh. amazed by. And um, one, I think it's the oldest bell they have on display, and um, they actually um, lease it out from the UK. And guess how much they lease it for? A year. A year. Ooh. Would I be correct to say it probably would be five figures? You would be wrong. You're Unless wrong. you put lots of decimal points in there. Okay. One. One pound. One pound? Yeah. It, it was hilarious because when she asked everybody, most people said a really low figure, and me and my partner were like, oh, it's got to be a horrendous figure, and we were ready to just be really annoyed at the local government and <laughs> the state government for how much money they spend on a bell to lease it out. And, yeah, it was a pound. So it's basically for us to look after the bell um, and, yeah, to, to go with the collection of bells we have at the bell tower. Okay, I was fairly fairly way off that one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we were too on the day. I I, I think I said ten thousand dollars. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that, that was about it. That was my weekend. Okay, quite fun. Hmm. Well, we'll get into it. If people want to email us, how can they email us? How can they contact us, JC? Oh, there's a email address we made. That's what the hey at email.com. Nice and simple. Can't, can't forget it, really. I can never forget so, that. Um, I forget everything. I forget what about the milk <laughs> at the shops. I can't forget that one, JC. No, you can't. you got no excuse. <laughs> so either do our listeners. So just drop us a line and uh, let us know what you think or, or um, what you've come across, and, um, yeah, we'll give you a holler. Mm, very, very good. Now, tonight's show, what have we got, JC? We have a the local news. We have a, a young aspiring um young girl and um for national we have two old filing cabinets Hmm. and what do we have for international painty international we have a lady with a bird lady with a bird lady with a bird it says it all (laughs) it does (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get into it yes so, for, for local news, we'll start off with, um, I grabbed this one from the Canning Times um, by the city of Canning. It was uh, written by uh, Jamie um, Shermer, and so it's basically down my neck of the woods. So, I came across it, and I thought, yeah, this is definitely a what the hay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically, it's a 23-year-old from Williton who's in the running for the WA Young Achiever Award. Um, now... As great and awesome as that is, it really by itself doesn't constitute a, a what the hay story. So it's it's what she's researching and involved in. Yep. yep. Um, so she she's researching and using bees venom to treat breast cancer. Okay. 
And so she's among four nominees in the city of Canning. Um, and currently she is, um, she is in the midst of her third year of her PhD. So 23 years old, in the middle of doing a P, or past the midpoint of doing a PhD. Yep, yep. And yeah, she's looking at the effects of honeybee venom as a potential treatment for the aggressive breast cancer cells. Okay. Um, yeah, so she, they've interviewed her and she said, I'm passionate about breast cancer research mm-hmm. because I've seen too many people near me um, be affected by this disease. And I want to make a difference, particularly for patients uh, with the very difficult to treat breast cancers, such as triple negative breast cancer. Um, so there's a few effective drugs for various subtypes of cancers, but at the moment there are no drugs that specifically target uh, the triple negative breast cancer cells. So, yeah, previous research has found that bee venom can kill um, cancer cells, she said. Mm-hmm. What can I say is that my research is using Perth honeybees, which are some of the healthiest bees in the world due to our isolation, and I'm testing the effects of Perth honeybee venom on various types of breast cancer. So the venom used in her research is from about 90 bees housed in UWA yep. and collected by putting the bees to sleep, then manually dissecting them and extracting that uh, the venom glands. So, yeah, it was an amazing story, um, I think, particularly. Yep, and, yep. Um, I mean, she's being nominated for the Innovation Award. And there's a few others in the city of Canning. I can't believe, like, so many people within a small area um, are being uh, nominated. So there's Wilson Kitt, who's Amy uh, Predergast, has been nominated for the Environment and Sustainability Award. Helen Kwok of Williton was nominated for the Online Achievement Award. And the previous nominee, um, Cameron Thorne of Shelley, was nominated for the Young Leadership Award. So people could say we're all buzzing with excitement for this young girl, Painey. Yep, good one. Uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding on to that one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that was my bit of uh, local news, a bit of um, young, uh, uh, what am I saying, a bit of uh, warm you know, fuzzy kind of stuff that, you know, makes people feel nice inside. Yeah. Do you think from reading or looking into the other uh, nominees, do you think young Kiara was probably ahead of it at all in what she's doing and what she's trying to um, achieve here? Do you think she's probably going to be the winner here? Uh, I think so. And I'm not 100% sure. So because they get award, I think it's like subcategories of different awards. So Uh, you have the Young Achiever Award, but then there's the subcategories and she's the Innovation Award. And then the other three in the same area are different. So environment, sustainability and all that. But I'm sure like like you're getting at is that, yeah, I'm sure that... um, there is the overall award, but I think it's um, national. So it could be, you know, somebody in New South Wales that's, um, uh, you know, riding dolphins or being able to speak to dolphins telepathically. You know, there could be somebody <laughs> like that. So, you know, as amazing as Hillary, um, uh, as Miss Duffy is, yeah, it's, yeah, it could be anybody else. <laughs> okay. So where did you find for uh, the national news for us, JC? So... My story begins with a couple of filing cabinets at a second-hand furniture store in Canberra. I um, wouldn't be surprised if some of our listeners already heard this story, but I couldn't help myself but speak about it. Yep. Um, so these filing cabinets were purchased for bugger all, according to this report, because the locks on them weren't working. A few months after they were purchased, uh, a drill was used to open them. And what was inside turns out to be uh, one of the biggest breaches of cabinet security in Australian history. 
Um, so there were, there were thousands of files that dated back over 10 years and spanned over five different governments, <laughs> and nearly all files were classified as top secret or <laughs> Or Ostio, um, which means Australian eyes only. So I presume that this is to do with spies and all that kind of jazz. Okay. So what what these files uncovered was very interesting. So I think once once these were realised what they were, the person brought them to the ABC, mm-hmm. and the ABC exposed the whole thing. Okay. So the information I've gotten is from a few different articles, a bit from the ABC, a bit from the Guardian, a bit from um, uh, CNN, and so yeah, just um, put it all together, and um, yeah. Um, so basically, a few of the allegations. So the the Howard government in 2007 discussed removing the right to remain silent in custody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't know how that works, Painy. Because no. um, yeah, if you if you decide to be silent, I mean, um, apart from torture, like what what could they do to you? Really, they could tickle you. <laughs> what what really could they do i mean i don't know that that's a bit of a weird one i didn't look yeah. into that one <laughs> okay nah that i do not know what you could do with that <laughs> um uh apart from that there was also um in 2013 um it was alleged that scott morrison who was then the immigration minister uh intervened in demanding extra checks to groups of asylum seekers to basically stop them from getting permanent residence. Okay. So put these extra roadblocks in place to stop, um, mm. you know, people seeking asylum from who knows what. Yep. Um, yeah. Another one, um, so allegation was that um, the AFP, the Australian Federal um, Police, lost 400 national security docs between 2008 and 2013. Um, th- they were lost by the National Security Committee, um, and this committee controls Australia's security, intelligence, defence agenda, the t- deployment of military. I mean, <laughs> gee, gee whiz, uh, Painey. Um, for some reason, I, I see a little bit of irony in that. Yep, yep. <laughs> I mean, if... if- the allegations against Hillary Clinton in America was because she used a private email to do the server. Um, I think this really outweighs what she did there in this country, really. Yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, a blunder beyond, yeah, those proportions, I agree. It was also revealed um, that Tony, Abbott, Tony Abbott's government um, had considered denying, denying welfare to people under 30. So I thought about this, right, and... That particular statement, I mean, it doesn't sound that bad because they just considered it. Um, but but imagine it in the context of if someone said to you, yeah, look, I was considering, quotations, murdering my neighbor's cat yeah. um, the other day, but decided not to. I mean, would you look at them the same way? No, you wouldn't. No. <laughs> I, yeah, it's just something that it made me think about it a bit more. And thought, uh, yeah, actually, that's that's pretty terrible. It is, especially when you think about it and you dissect that that statement as well. It's pretty much, I thought about not letting people under 30 get through life a bit better while they're making things tough or things are going bad for them in a Mm. tough time. So to have Mm -hmm. just contemplate that as as uh, an element of wanting to do that, that's what we're Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, it's just, yeah, it's a bit bit appalling, to be honest. um, also, the report in the Cabinet Files mentions um, Kevin Rudd and Julia Gillard 
and two senior Labor ministers um, that were warned about the critical risks of a home insulation scheme um, just prior to the deaths of four young installers from 2009 to 2010. So that that was one of the big ones um, yeah. because um, later on I heard Kevin Rudd denied hearing about it, mm-hmm. and um, and so that's like an ongoing story at the moment. So more you know watch that space kind of situation um yeah so terry morgan who is uh the pmc security uh secretary sorry um from 2008 to 2011 um told abc 730 uh discovery was a great surprise and um whoever was responsible for disposing the cabinets must be found and sacked yeah i mean that's that's a given right um if not prosecuted even like that's that's almost um uh, treason in a way like um especially if it has documents that are for australia's eyes only and um yep. i mean one of the other things i read about this was that the second-hand furniture store where th- these cabinets were purchased anybody could go in and go um and buy them like it, yep. it's not just australians only no and so you know we could have had a foreigner pick, buy them and then give them to a foreign government not uh, very unlikely that kind of situation would happen but still possible so yeah I, I thought it was definitely a what the hey story. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Especially if the person, someone else in Australia only though, could have got that, but then could have leaked the information to other parties that could have endangered the country as well, not just um, someone from overseas. They could have just leaked it, like WikiLeaks kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Or even sold it for money. And yeah, mm. yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. I, I think it's an amazing story. Like, I mean, it's one of the biggest, I think, governmental leaks in Australia's history at the moment. Yes. So, yep. yeah, recommend people watch that space and keep updated. Yeah, definitely. Um, the, the other thing I, I read, um, so ABC have like uh, have a proper web page on it, and they've said, uh, look, you know, we, we haven't released all the documents. We've only released some of them because a lot of them are, like, to do with national security, so they can't. Yeah. So, you know, like... Uh, as as much as the government hates the ABC, I mean, they're still doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could be prosecuted, obviously, if they did leak it, but, you know, it's still the right thing to do and, you know, let the people know what's happened yep. and still make it safe for everybody. Well, let's hope that uh, they get onto the person that was responsible for that leakage or just mm. idiocy, really. That's all I could say it is. <laughs> um, because there's nothing down to it but being an idiot just for... Just doing that type of uh, disposal of just documents of, of that nature. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's, it's such an you know important thing these docs. So, mm-hmm. yeah, interesting times. So, um, what's happening on the international front, Painty? International front. So, I thought we'd talk about a lady and a bird. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this article was written by Nicole Morley of the Metro UK. So. Get onto the metro.co.uk and find this article because it is a bit of a laugh to read. So, a woman has been banned from taking her emotional support onto the flight, JC. Now, (laughs) we all have emotional support in life. I, myself, feel better when there's music on the flight, so I like to listen to my music through Spotify. I can tune out of life and just enjoy the ride. Don't worry about turbulence and that kind of stuff. Sometimes a portable gaming system has helped me get through the experience. So other people may go to hospital and take their dog with them for support. So do you have anything that you like to take for emotional support on a flight, JC? Oh, 
you know, my teddy bear, I guess, and um, <laughs> what else? My uh, my your dummy blan- and your blanket. My blankie, yeah, <laughs> mentality, you know, all those things, you know, anything that keeps me warm and fuzzy and feeling secure. <laughs> oh, I wish my flight had Tally on it. Tally would be a lot of fun. Oh, he'd um, be a riot. <laughs> well, this lady has taken on, let's say, something from the world of Unique. So she was banned from taking on flight or trying to take on flight a peacock, JC. Jesus. <laughs> so, Dexter the Peacock is a therapy bird who helps his New York-based photographer and performance artist owner, Ventico, cope with stress and anxiety. So, she brought a ticket for Dexter so he could enjoy his own seat. Now, the United Airlines turned the feathered passenger away from the cross-country flight due to health and safety concerns. <laughs> <laughs> who probably didn't give the bird a seat because they were just they just couldn't evict passengers anymore from seats like they were just before takeoff. So they just couldn't find room for this poor old Dexter. Um, yeah, they're probably discriminating against this this bird. I think they've. <laughs> uh, so they insisted on joining Vendigo on Sunday's flight from New Jersey's. Um, Newark Liberty International Airport to Los Angeles, Dexter made the trip with the help of human friends instead. So a spokeswoman from the Chicago-based United says, the peacock didn't meet guidelines for a number of reasons, including its size and weight. So, uh, the spokesperson, Andrea Hellier, uh, says a representative from the airline had explained that the emotional support peacock would not be able to travel on the flight at least three times before they arrived to the airport. So it's pretty much... <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much they've put the bird pretty much in the cabin underneath, so where all the luggage is. So we, like, have a dog in a cage or a cat. That's fine, you can do that. But for a woman to spend her money on, a, like, a ticket with her as well to go on the flight, I don't know how she, she thought that would get on. Oh, God, I mean... Yeah, the fact that she rang up and she talked to people, uh, I, I feel like it's a bit of a stunt almost. It smells like a stunt, doesn't it? Uh, I can't even believe she would name her peacock Dexter. Everyone knows if you have a peacock, you name him Drew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, why? <laughs> well, it'd be his full name, Drew Peacock. So that's what you name your peacock if you have a pet peacock, not Dexter. I don't understand that. Okay, I've never heard that one before, but okay, I'll take your word for it. I, I'm not a peacock expert, sorry. <laughs> but the only, yeah. only only Dexter I know is you know that the um the TV show Dexter. So I think it's a very strange name for a peacock or anybody, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it's like some people that give animals human names. Like mm. they might give their dog Gary or their cat Stephen or something like that. It's it's kind of that whole realm of naming human names to animals so i think dexter is one of the ones for the peacock but yeah i just can't mm. believe she tro- she brought a whole new ticket and it would have been even funnier if she bought a, a first class ticket because they are expensive so oh, yeah <laughs> she would have paid an arm and a leg for no reason but but you know what like i i want to check out her art because she's an artist yeah as the article says and i i'd i'd be interested to see what kind of artist she is because she does sound 
out of this world. She sounds n- not very, very attached to reality, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you go on Twitter, for all the Twitter people out there, if you go... No, not Twitter, sorry. Instagram, that's the one. Uh, Instagram, if you look up Dexter the Peacock, all one word, you'll actually find an Instagram page for Dexter the Peacock. So there are plenty of pictures on with Dexter and some, just some randoms, just all yeah, over there's the some, place. Yeah, there's some pretty, um, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recommend if you're under the age 18 to have a look at some of these photos, maybe. Um, yeah, on the Twitter, or the, not the Twitter space, yeah, the Instagram, like you've said. Um, yeah, there's a couple of um, raunchy ones. No, not really, but yeah. Artistical ones, you could say artistic. Um, couple, yeah. of, couple of birds are one pick. Yeah, a uh, couple of birds. <laughs> Where's the stone? Where is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, brilliant. I, I thought that was my, for me, the funniest read I've had from the week. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, that was quite good to read. That's uh, a good one, Pony. And um, yeah, recommend people check out the photos. Um, the photos are quite amusing too. <laughs> Seeing um, a peacock in an airport, I mean, it looks pretty well trained, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, the first picture was quite... It looked like it was a huge, monstrous peacock, but then I realised it was actually um, sort of sitting on its bag trolley. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of an optical illusion. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great one. We were, as every week we've been for the last couple, we've been looking at Fringe. Fringe! So, yeah, it's part of our um, What the Hay Go Out and See Perth today is mm-hmm. um, our Fringe edition. And um, I promised the people I'd do either circus or um, or music, and I, I've kept my promise, and I'm doing circus. So circus. people prepare to be astounded and amazed by my <laughs> awesome reviewing skills. <laughs> <laughs> well, what have you found, JC? I found the notorious strumpet and dangerous girl. Okay. So these people are, are um, at the Elizabeth Key, the Palace Society at Circus Place. Yep. Tickets are twenty eight dollars, full price, and twenty five dollars if it's you have a group of six and more. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking at about eighteen plus age range because um, there is a bit of um, coarse language, sexual references, and oh, even nudity. Okay. So um, I did not realise that before I <laughs> started talking about this. Um, I came across this one because um, it got um, best circus for Adelaide Fringe in last year. Okay. So um, and then I thought, oh wow, that sounds pretty cool. And then I read a bit more, and it sounds very um, peculiar and interesting. Okay. So um, it's about Julia Millens, Mullins, who was a thief, a prostitute, and a drunk. Jess Love is a carny, a queer, and likes a drink get taken in by the self-supporting arms of this astounding Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, where twisted storytelling and spectacular circus skills are shaken and stirred, with one part dark comedy and one part serenity, and three parts hostility, hilarity, and honesty. Okay. Uh, this this award-winning work by Jess Love, the candy butcher La Soiree, which is a great show, mind you, Circa, um plunges into the dark stuff, both the booze and the trail of mayhem it leaves in its wake. A strikingly truthful tale of one woman's voyage to connect with her convict past, um, take a trip down Blackout Lane, and celebrate the fact that she's still standing. Um, so, yeah, that that one is 
running between the 14th to the 17th. Yep. And um, it's at the Palace Society um, at Elizabeth Quay. Um, so the times are probably all around the same time. Um, so 8.30 okay. um, it starts. And, um, yeah, it's about just over an hour long. Okay. So recommend people check that one out. Um, the other one I came across was um, it's called A Simple Space. So this one. Seven acrobats push their physical limits without reserve. This performance is simultaneously raw, frantic, and delicate, um, supported by driving live percussion and presented so intimately that you can feel the heat, hear every breath, and be immersed in every moment. Mm. Um, so one of the reviews is Cirque du Soleil uh, with a fistful of grit. Stripped back and raw, and an awe-inspiring display of strength, skill, and creativity. And that was the advisor, and the one before was the UK Express. Stunning and joyous, a simple space sets audience alight with non-stop feats of exhilarating uh, acrobatic ability. Uh, the world-class acrobats of gravity and other myths have stripped their craft down to the bare essentials in a simple space, space where talent and creativity shine through in a celebration of strength, playness, and friendship. So, um, yeah, this one's been awarded the 2018 um, Fringe World Award, and it's had previous awards as well. So, okay. um, yeah, recommend checking them out. It's um, So uh, it's a bit expensive. It's on the expensive side, um, but obviously you get cheaper tickets if you can get a group of people together. But yep. It's $42 a ticket, and um, it's they're at Northbridge, um, the West Australian uh, Spiegelands at the Pleasure Garden. Okay. So, um, Recommend people checking them out because um, mm. it does sound pretty amazing. Yeah, I think tickets are 42 but if you have a group of six people, each ticket's $35 per person. So you're saving $12 per person if you do it with a group. Correct, yeah. Oh, and um, the, the Fringe World, uh, the Fringe Friends that we mentioned last week, this yep. is um, one of the Fringe Friends, so you can get a two-for-one on this one, so it could cost okay. you $21.50. Okay. So that's pretty cool. The last one was called sediment i really this one took my um caught my eye when i was scrolling through all the um circus acts and um yeah the the picture looks amazing on this one it's company to delve further into the exploration of their genre bending art form with their award-winning production sediment Uh, inspired by excerpts from dosto i'm not going to try and pronounce that sorry (laughs) notes from underground sediment isn't abstract expedition through the layers of human desires and motives a reflect on the quirky comical and sometimes dark nature of the human disposition to always question extending the limits of physicality attempting the impossible looking beyond the edge this is a chance to see circus redefining itself Uh, breathtaking acrobatic skill feats of physical impossibility in a fusion of movement and live music um, it was the winner of Best Circus at Melbourne Fringe, uh, winner Innovation in Circus at the Green Room Awards, and nominated Best Visual or Physical Theatre Production by the Helpman Awards. So, yeah, another top-notch one. Where um, And this is family-friendly. This is only PG. <laughs> <laughs> and, and um, yeah, and so was the one before as well, the um, A Simple Space. Okay. So, yeah, it's from the excerpts of the Dostoevsky's Notes of From the Underground. Thank you, Penny, for the... Um, <laughs> I just didn't want to attempt that. I, I was going to take me a few goes. <laughs> Dostoevsky's. That's what it is. 
Dos Dioveskis. Sorry for the accent, or poor accent, but that's I want to pronounce it like that. So yeah, Dos Dioveskis. I just wanted to mention, actually, because um, I forgot when I got to the end of the, the performance that I'd mentioned just prior, A uh, Simple Space. What I found really interesting about this, that one, was they have a live percussion um, going in the oh, background. Okay. So that, I think, would be very immersive, you know, um, it sounds very interesting. So, um, yeah, that's why that one kind of jumped out at me as well. Yeah, that's why it might be a little bit high in the price compared to the other ones because of that in the background. Yeah, good point. So you might need more people and more overheads, basically. You know, business is business. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, they're my picks of the week. Okay, is that one uh, Friends of Fringe as well? Uh, a simple Space is. So that, oh, oh, sorry, no, so the sediment, the one that I interpreted, uh, talked about before, also is. And that's, um, yeah, $14.50 um, if you do Friends of Fringe or 28 okay. to $30 depending on um, when you get the tickets. And um, so that one's, yeah, Northbridge, and they're playing from the 4th to the 16th, excluding the 5th of uh, February. Okay. Yeah, so check them out. I, um, I haven't had a chance to get out and see any fringe yet I'd, i was hoping to try and get out on saturday because we were just at elizabeth key and they've got a few fringe um things happening there yep but uh we we finished the bell tower and got a bite to eat and then we took off home um so we we didn't quite have enough time but um have you had a chance to, to drop by fringe again painy uh not the week past uh, there's been quite a lot on for us so mm-hmm. haven't had a chance to but we will be going looking through this week to weekend, have a look around and see what we find, see what we like. Um, hmm. So that'll be good to see. Um, nice. Look forward, to, look forward to hearing about it. Yeah. So what I might do for our next bit of Fringe, I thought I'd a little, little browse through the genres. <laughs> and so we've done a bit of circus, as you've just done. We've done a bit of uh, music. We've done some street performance and busking. So I thought uh, you've done the pl- uh, you were going to do the plays, but I might do the theatre for next week. I think. Awesome! Mm. I look forward to it. Um, I do like a good theatre now that I've seen a couple because I hadn't seen any before, and then we, we went and saw a few um, years before. So um, look forward to it. It looks mm. like there's some interesting ones out there. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of straight away of Koi I like. Um, I may not do them next week, but I'll definitely say what I thought now. So I thought there was one there, Grogwarts. Sounds like a bit of a um, an alcoholic version of Hogwarts. So that might mm-hmm. be fun to watch and read up on. So I might look into that. Um, there's a few other ones as well. There's another one, Ferris Bueller's Way Off. So if you love the movie, then this might be it for you. Uh, I might talk about that one, but yeah, there's a few there I might get into, look further and see what we find. Nice. Look forward to it. All right. It's another week done for the podcast, JC. We may have a couple of new segments in the coming week. We'll keep people noted about that. Sounds good. Mm, we might have Sounds a uh, we'll have a, a unique food review segment yes i um i'm a bit excited about this one so we'll we'll just keep a bit tight-lipped and we we'll will, see what we unfolds uh, yeah we look forward to it but if people want to get into letting us know what they thought want us to discuss anything around perth even people that are wanting to prom- get their promotion out there with some homegrown talents and acts in Perth they want us to review, definitely email us at whatthehay@email.com. We'll definitely check you out there. Yeah, that's right. Thanks for listening. 
Everyone out there, thanks, JC, for joining me once again. Thank you, Painey, and thank you, listeners. And we'll see you next week. The same time, same place, whenever you play it. <laughs> gotcha. See you.